only by awareness we can reduce this problem. We cannot avoid it, but we can detect it early. It is right. a lifesaver. It is a saver for her own family, her support system. Her uh, economical budget can be reduced if it is diagnosed early, treated early. And also, mm -hmm. it contributes to saving a lot of health budget on the state of the country. Because mm -hmm. as many women are diagnosed early, the insurance budget, the whole healthcare system budget that can be allocated to other resources also. Welcome again to Wellness All Seasons with Mina podcast. I'm Mina Kandar, your host. And today I have uh, a special guest. Uh, he is a doctor, uh, Jawed Mustafa. He is an ultrasound specialist working in uh, Al Murtaza Hospital in Pakistan. And I invite him today on my show to highlight uh, the importance of uh, breast health awareness. Uh, I will uh, let him uh, tell us all what he knows about this problem. Welcome on my show, and uh, I'm happy to have you today and uh, excited to listen to you. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> uh, it's nice, uh, nice meeting you, and especially uh, I was very Happy to uh, highlight this issue on every platform. And uh, when you uh, contact with me, uh, I was very happy that I will be able to highlight these issues, these problems, and especially there are some misconceptions about it. There are some uh, fears, phobias uh, that surround breast health, breast cancer, different diseases. And also it is related to own personal self-esteem, personal image, self-confidence, all these issues are attached uh, since the development of the press that starts by nine or 10 years of age and going onward in the, uh, the puberty, the teenage. So all these years are important. So starting from the breast development that usually starts by the nine or 10 years of age. In it's This is the stage one of breast development. Gradually breast size, nipple size increase, overall body shape, height, built, Overall, all these, these uh, things, they develop over time. And usually breast development completes around 20 to 25 years of age, depending on uh, her lifestyle, her diet, nutritional, hormonal status, and all that. So in all these years, uh, her diet, nutrition, lifestyle, daily life routine, exercise, self-care, uh, emotional health, these all aspects contribute to overall body health uh, our nutrition and uh, all these factors they combine to form overall our well-being so if any girl any young girl who is having trouble in any of these aspects whether emotional whether any kind of trauma psychological issues any dietary nutritional issues any hormonal issues they all affect her life in the early years and later, these all contribute to formation of any disease or cancer in the later life. So uh, our recent studies, like there was a survey in 2021, it was published in Healthline. So uh, the cases of breast cancer, they are on the rise, and especially in the unscreened group of females. Like mostly women are screened for breast cancer after the age of 40 years. There is yearly or early. after mammogram is usually done after the age of 40 years. In some countries, it is yearly done. If they have risk factors or any previous family history, it is done yearly. Otherwise, it is done after two years or three years. But the unscreened portion of female population that is below the age of 39 years, it is usually not screened. The health system says that you don't need to screen it if you feel any problem, then you can visit a doctor. And if that doctor feels that this problem needs some consideration, only then he or she will refer that girl or female to a, a mammogram or to an ultrasound or any other testing. And sometimes so, it's too late. 
yes it is too late because yeah. uh, women are not told about the incidence of breast cancer in the in the 20s and the 30s mm. there are increasing number of cases in the 20s and the 30s and this, this is becoming the leading cause of deaths in females in the 20s and 30s breast and, cancer and as you have mentioned this so, can be due to uh, the yes. lifestyle the nutrition all the things that uh, we consume as well Yes, there are two kinds of factors that contribute to breast cancer formation. Uh, certain are avoidable factors, like our, our dietary habits, our lifestyle changes, our sedentary life or active life. This is under our control. If a female is having hormonal pills according to her body health, mm. but there are certain factors that are not avoidable. Like if a girl uh, has her menstruation starting before the age of 12 years, this is a, uh, a factor that can contribute to breast cancer formation in the later life. If there is a family history, it can increase her chance of getting breast cancer 8 to 10%. So there are some factors that are under the control of a female and some factors that are not under the control. So we should be caring about those factors that we can manage, that we can control, that we can guide and teach her that these are the factors that if you can manage these, if you can learn about these, if you can modify these, you can reduce the risk of getting breast disease and cancer. The main risk that is uh, to any female for her breast health, that is her own uh, self-care. Mm -hmm. Self-care includes her self-examination. It includes the skin care. It includes the kind of uh, clothes and the inner wear she wears. All these factors, all the cosmetic stuff, because some cosmetics have been linked with uh, skin or other uh, cancer formation, skin issues, cancer formation. Same is with the dyes, with the carcinogens, with the preserved food, with uh, the excessive sugar intake. All mm. these factors, they have a link with hormonal issues. And ultimately, these hormonal issues contribute to breast cancer formation. So the purpose of awareness is to guide each and every female that every person is different. Every person has different body hormones, different requirements, different emotions, different emotional health mm. issues. So she needs to learn what is best for her. If something is working for her sister or cousin or mother, doesn't mean it will work for her also. So everybody needs to learn about her own body. So that's the thing that I guide and teach in my sessions. So this is the yes, uh, it's uh, so interesting because um, uh, you are here to spread awareness and your knowledge. And uh, Wellness All Seasons is uh, uh, to to spread awareness. And uh, of course, maybe I don't have a fifteen years old girl who listen to my podcast, but there are mothers. Uh, sisters as you have mentioned and uh, uh, they can spread uh, awareness and uh, uh, think about taking care of uh, their girls even if they are uh, young they can change their uh, adapt adjust their lifestyle to take care yes. of themselves because as you have mentioned uh, a health system don't think about uh, um, this problem uh, for girls uh, at 15 uh, we can start to do mammography on 40 years and sometimes it's too late to do something uh, there are basically three ways uh, for any female of any age to uh, care start caring for herself one is uh, by learning detailed self-breast examination in most countries and most health systems, they just uh, tell a female that she should just press the breast. If she feels anything, that is a lump and it can be linked with cancer. This is the simplest way to put anything in her mind. There are so many other ways that uh, she can examine herself. There are many things that need to be considered while examining herself. So you can it share not... with us? You can yeah, share sure. with us? Yeah, Thank yeah you. sure. Uh, the first thing is the inspection part. Inspection is about examining her breast and nipple in the ear, in the mirror. In the good light, she can stand in front of the mirror 
and this can be done on daily basis ideally this should be done uh, on daily basis or alternate day or whatever possible to notice any kind of uh, pigmentation any marks any difference that is increasing in uh, in, in number like mm. there can be a minimal difference in the breast nipple shape size color or skin texture but if that difference is increasing it means there is something mm. there is some underlying issue that is causing that difference to increase secondly is about uh, feeling any kind of pain sensation any burning any pricking any heaviness in any breast or nipple part or whole breast or in, even in the armpit area because uh, the breast tissue it starts right below the collarbone and goes way down till the last pad, part of the breast that can be felt and same thing is from the central sternum bone till this axilla line this uh, armpit line so this whole part it includes breast tissue breast glands breast ducts fats that covers uh, these ducts and glands and keep them in place. So all these structures need to be examined in a systematic way. There are one method is by examining uh, visually. The second mm -hmm. is examining by palpation. There are three kinds of palpation methods. Usually Sorry. one is the circle method that is mostly taught, but this is not the only method and mm -hmm. this should not be done alone because in the circle method, like if someone is feeling like this, if there is a mass that is present in the vertical line, ah, yes. while while examining like this, it will be only felt like a small thing. Mm. Like, but unless she examines like this, she won't be able to notice the whole length of it. Mm. It only gives the idea of its width, not the length. So mm. there are three methods to examine. One is the circular method. Second is by the line method, mm -hmm. starting from one part, going up and down in the line method. And the third is the wedge method. Wedge is by going like clockwise, mm -hmm. one, two, three, four, five, six, like the needle form, like an umbrella. If the umbrella is spread like this, from the nipple area going outwards, all these areas have to be examined. If, because the ducts of the breast, inside the breast, they are aligned like an umbrella spreading mm. out from the nipple. So if she is examining only like this, she will only feed a part of it of the duct. If there is any blockage in the duct, any mass in the duct, it won't be felt by doing this. It will be felt like doing this because the ducts are spreading outwards. So yeah. we have to cover all these aspects. Yeah, uh, this is, I think, when the the problem started already because uh, uh, what if it's uh, silent until it became a uh, really uh, a huge problem? Because uh, if, uh, for example, uh, uh, in the beginning we don't notice anything, or we don't feel great, because most of the time it can be silent. It can be there and grow silently until it's too late to do anything. Yes, uh, but usually uh, there are uh, some kind of signs and symptoms that ah, okay. are associated with it. Because okay. uh, in most females, uh, like I can uh, give you an example, like this upper part, the 50% mm. of the breast cancer, they happen in this part of the breast, okay. starting from this till the this area. In the okay. upper part, because it in will be upper, on you. <laughs> upper and outer part. Yeah. towards the armpit upper and the outer part okay to about 18 to 20 percent ca uh, cancers they occur around the nipple area one inch the area around the nipple and the areola so this covers about 60 to 70 percent cases that occur in the breast cancer they are either around the areola or towards the upper and outer part so those cases in those uh, females who have any kind of lump that is under the nipple or rounding around the areola region, it can give three, four symptoms that can be associated with even small lump. It can give a small amount of discharge, nipple discharge. It mm. can be uh, whitish, it can be creamy, it can be bloody. Secondly, it can cause burning or pricking sensation that mm. is present in one side and not the other. The third thing is blockage of the ducts. Because if that uh, lump is present around the nipple and the areola, it will give pressure on the adjacent ducts. 
so those ducts will be engorged they will feel pain and discomfort because the outer part is pressed and before that it is compressing and it is pulling up with the fluid and secretions in every female especially in young females either they are pregnant or not there are secretions in the breast ducts in some there are more secretions in some there are less in some females there is some kind of nipple discharge whitish or transparent that is normal but if a female is having a constant dull pain discomfort in her one breast or near the nipple area and that part feels little bit tense little bit bulging or little bit warm it means there is something underlying it that is causing all these changes mm. the second thing that can mimic uh, that can feel like a lump that is congestion in the breast duct it is due to increase either increased secretions or due to the blockage or thick secretions that are trapped in the ducts and they are not going outwards and they are absorbed or they are not recirculated in the breast so there are different conditions that every female should learn about her breast that some can be alarming some of them can be managed on own with special tips special massages exercises appropriate bra use is very crucial even in the teenage and the later teenage every female should learn about the shape size type and skin type of her breast and nipples so she can yeah. wear appropriate bra not just the size it is not just about the size And this is what uh, I wanted to ask you. This question about the size, I was thinking that uh, only women who have uh, a big size can meet this problem of uh, uh, breast health. No, uh... no, <laughs> no it's not, not true. No, uh, actually, uh, there are uh, misconceptions regarding this. That if a female has large size breast, then she is prone to have cancer more. But this is not like that. It is most linked with estrogen levels mm. estrogen levels can be raised in a 18 or 20 year old girl who has a normal built normal size breast she is not uh, too much heavy built or she is not have a uh, large size breast even in medium built female due to estrogen excess it can mm. contribute to formation of lumps some lumps can be dangerous some are not dangerous fibroadenoma these are uh, benign lumps they don't uh, cause any kind of cancerous issue they are confined in their capsule but they can grow in size uh, like uh, about two weeks ago i i did ultrasound of a patient she was about 19 year old girl and she had seven lumps in her right breast and six on her left breast wow and she she was only able to feel two of them but there were seven in one and six in the other she uh, the first time she felt those an year ago she went to a doctor and the, her doctor straight away told her that you don't need to worry you are in late teenage cancer or breast issues never happen in this age just go home and if you feel that any lump it has grown in size and it is fixed hard it is giving a lot of pain then you come to me then i will do the surgery so in all that one year time she didn't uh, get any kind of screening she didn't get any kind of medical advice and when she started feeling a lot of pain then she convinced her mother who didn't listen to her in the first place she told her the same thing the last time you took me to the doctor the doctor clearly told you if they become large in size and fixed then you come to me otherwise you don't have to come but when she came to me she had 13 lumps in her breast oh all although they were not cancerous but still it was causing pain and discomfort due to pressure on the ducts it was causing i think i interrupt yeah. you may uh, you are right sometimes it's better to uh, look uh, many uh, to visit many doctors and not to listen to only one because you see uh, she followed the advice of her doctor and uh, unfortunately uh, the problem can uh, Uh, be uh, big i always tell my patients that uh, you have to feel satisfied with the, any treatment or therapy whatever you are getting if you are not satisfied with that you should always get a second opinion yes because everybody follows different uh, school of uh, thought and different kind of guidelines for some the bookish knowledge the the thing they have read in the books the things they have seen in their clinical practice is the only thing that they follow mm. for me 
there is a possibility of anything. There are no absolutes in the world. There are no absolutes in the medical field. There are exceptions. Daily we are encountering anything new. That is uh, You can share us. with us. We can share with us because I love your approach. It's not only about uh, medication because you have talked about emotional management uh, to know how you manage your emotions, uh, your lifestyle, your nutrition, and it's a holistic vision about uh, uh, well-being. And I love this approach because uh, uh, our lifestyle can help us to cure uh, many health problems if we know how to deal with the yes, this self-care. Is very important. We need to blend things in this lifestyle and this era where there are so many factors that surround us, carcinogens, radiations, everywhere we go, we've, uh, we are encountered with lots of stuff that is not in under our control. We are breathing carcinogens. We are constantly exposed with the uh, cosmetic stuff that yeah. we use. It contains carcinogens. Even our clothing, it contains dyes that can be absorbed through our skin mm. that can cause cancer of many types. And even uh, there are a uh, few dyes that are linked with breast cancer formation. They are used in uh, dyeing and coloring and texturizing the bra that female wear. So some of these chemicals, they are directly linked with breast cancer formation because they are absorbed through our skin. So if a female is wearing an uh, inappropriate bra that is not of her size, that's compressing her breast tubes, that contains those carcinogens, and she is constantly exposed to uh, harsh weather, warm weather. There is constant heat. There is constant moisture, constant pressure due to inappropriate bra wear. All these factors, they lead to cellular damage. Mm. These damaged cells, they contain, they are a precursor of uh, cellular mutations that can lead to cancer cell formation. It's not just one thing. Mm -hmm. There are so many factors that every one of us should be aware of. It's not just about women, children, men. We all are exposed to different carcinogens and factors around us that we need to be aware of. Yes, and I uh, I hear that men as well can have uh, a breast, breast cancer. Uh, yes. cancer. Yeah, uh, I discovered this last year. I want to do uh, a checkup and uh, I learned that men can have the same problem. Yeah, uh, there can be one to two percent cases that men can have cancer. I have seen a few of them in my pre clinical practice. But uh, that's the thing that many factors that contribute to cancer formation, they are not under our control. We don't know what is causing any kind of damage to us. Mm. So that's why as much as awareness we can get about ourselves, it can help us. Like I of give course. an example that whenever we go out, on our car or our bike, 50% of the damage or any accident or any mishap are, is under our control that we can see and we can control and we can break. Yes. The other 50% is the other person that can hit exactly. us. Exactly. So the half of the thing is under our control and half is uh, on the nature forces and In the everything. surrounding factors. In everything. So let's control the 50% of it and leave the rest to the desk. Great. I love it. I love it. It's, uh, I agree with you more than 100%. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure that uh, um, all the, my, all the listener can agree with this. And uh, of course, uh, we can think when there is something to treat, uh, no matter what it is, uh, we can have this reflection to think about many things and not only one thing. Yes. And but, uh, as uh, you have mentioned in the beginning, uh, stress uh, can also cause a lot of damage to our health and the cancer included. Yes, uh, there are two kinds of stress. That One is our routine life stress that is normal, that is present with every individual. But the added stress, that's something that we don't uh, leave behind when something is done. That added stress, that is a dangerous thing. The mm. routine stress is fine, that we are driving, we are under stress. Whenever we are in our room, sitting around, then we are not stressed. So that thing is part of life. But added stress, undue stress, 
that is the killer mm. it can lead to many uh, health issues and breast cancer is one of them right yeah i agree so for you uh, because um, there are some cases when uh, the person don't feel anything and uh, when she i'm talking about women who knew this uh, problem of uh, uh, breast cancer uh, because i listened to some uh, testimonials uh, there are some women who don't feel anything until it's too late so how can uh, can uh, women uh, pay attention if she was she is feeling great until it's too late the most important thing is learning detailed breast self examination in the proper way like just we have discussed that unless one is examining in the proper way she can't detect the exact uh, issue that is going on same thing is the small lumps she should know where to examine herself like most female they just examine around the nipple area and the upper part and that's it she never examines her armpit she never examines the peripheral area and the upper area and especially this area this area can feel little bit of lumpy little bit hard painful at times due to hormonal changes but if she is feeling constant pain discomfort in this area in the area that is towards the armpit it mm. means there is something there are two main factors of pain discomfort heaviness in this area one is due to the congestion in the breast ducts mm. improper circulation drainage of the ducts of the glands and the lymphatics this area contains lots of glands ducts lymphatics even the muscle that joins from this part of the shoulder and goes straight towards the center of the chest that is pectoralis uh, muscle mm. so any spasm in this part can also feel painful tender hard area so she should learn and she should understand that what her ex- breast actually feel like and this can only be known if she is doing it on her monthly basis mm. if she just do it after 3 4 months she will not be able to recognize which part is the healthy part and which part has changed so mm. regular examination is most important to notice changes so when uh, the problem for example uh, if uh, a woman have uh, already uh, this uh, problem uh, breast cancer um i i know i think that there is a two kind of uh, situation there are those who uh, um they are cured and they put off they take off the breast and they can continue uh living without problem and uh, those who unfortunately they don't survive so when they it start is it possible to cure uh, women from uh, breast cancer there are four stages of breast cancer there are different types but they are roughly four stages the stage one is when the size is small under 2 cm it is uh, about a pea size and it is small it is confined to one area of the breast it is not involving any uh, deeper tissue it doesn't involve skin it doesn't involve the muscle at that time if a woman a female has learned the proper way if she is doing the right method and if she feels any small lump and she has the chance to go to doctor and ask for the ultrasound mm. if that doctor is uh, caring enough he or she will refer her for the ultrasound scan mm. and that lump can be detected even if it's a small pea sized that time only that lump is removed it's called a pectomy and the whole breast can be preserved it is spared only the lymph node can be uh, checked if there is any spread but mostly only lump is removed there is some chemotherapy and if that lump has some hormonal receptors then hormonal therapy is given and she can continue her life while keeping both breasts and a healthy life now the, then the stage 2 the breast lump is increased it is more than a pea size it has involved some of the surrounding area but 
still it doesn't involve the lymph nodes that are in the armpit and the distant area of the body. So even at that stage, it is completely curable. That part will be removed, only not the whole breast. Mostly it is not removed. And with the radiotherapy, chemotherapy, and hormonal therapy, if required, that can be cured. The stage three is the tricky part where the lump has grown. It has expanded either to her chest wall, her skin, nipple, areolar area, the lymph glands in her armpit, they are involved. Then whole breast is removed, the underlying disease part of the muscle, it can be removed. And the lymph nodes, as many are involved, they are removed to uh, stop the spread beyond the lymph nodes. So all these steps, they are curable, treatable, and she can live a healthy life for 10, 20, 30 years, whatever her lifespan is. There is, the a hope. there is a hope is for these three stages. Very much hopeful. In mm. the stage four, now this is the part where there is bad news for oh, some yeah. women. It is when the cancer cells, they are spreading in her lymph nodes, mm. to the skin, under the tissue, and also involving her either her lung, her liver, or brain so or bone. It's, uh, it's so at that time, at that time, uh, radiotherapy, chemotherapy, immunotherapy, hormonal therapy, and the supportive therapy, they all are in place just to keep her healthy as much as possible, active as much as possible, and to keep the life system working. But that is a painful process. Mm. That is hard for her, even for her family. That they have to care for her. She is under a constant supervision of a person, of a caregiver, of a family member. It is emotional stress to her and the family. It is physical stress for her. It is uh, a lot of uh, economical issue for most women if they are not covered under the health insurance. So she has to care for herself and even if a male person, her husband, her friend, her boyfriend, or her brother, father, or whoever is there for her. It is a duty of every male person also that mm. if there is any female, adult female in the home, the house, so they should encourage her to get herself checked. They yeah. should uh, provide her with all the support she requires, all the material to learn, to read, to watch, and also, they can discuss among themselves that if, let's suppose, a female is not feeling anything and her husband feels something that is different mm. in the texture, in the shape, size, or any skin rash, any newly appearing symptom or sign, then he can point out that I feel there is something different, so you should get checked out. It is not just about that female. It is the people who are living with her, around her, that they can point something, that there is something going on. We can feel it. Mm. You are feeling down for many days, so you should get yourself checked. So it is always, uh, uh, it involves the whole family, the whole support system, whole friends. So mm. as the same thing is with the awareness, that if one person knows something, if one person learns something, they should guide others, encourage others, spread the message. Yeah. It doesn't cost anything. And this is what we are doing uh, today uh, by doing this podcast is to spread yes. awareness and uh, share. And uh, it's uh, so important to have you today on my show. So uh, that's why I've been uh, doing a lot of group training sessions that I invite uh, people from the community, mostly females, that they can join, they can ask questions. And on a regular basis, I have different topics that relate to breast health, breast cancer. But there's not just breast cancer that women should be aware of. There are many different issues like skin changes, like mm. uh, there are growth issues. In some females, the breast growth is not complete. And Even please, in... please, when you uh, organize this event, share with me and I can share it with my community so as to attend yeah, your sure. meetings. Yeah, thank uh, you. Like secondly, I offer one-on-one -on -one group, one-on-one uh, -on -one training session like mm. coaching for individual needs, individual requirements. So that is also there. So like there are many aspects that a female can learn about her own body, especially mm. about the skincare, 
There are simple tips, simple methods for her own skincare, depending where she lives, her daily lifestyle, her routine, her workplace, her home uh, requirements. If she, if she is active or she is having a sedentary life or an office work and whatever she has profession or work. So yes, she it's, needs to learn. Yeah, it's interesting to talk about uh, skincare because um, I love uh, sun, uh, sunny water, and uh, sometimes I expose myself to, to the sun, which is normal because here in Paris, we don't have uh, sunny water all the time. And um, uh, it's now two years, three years. I noticed some uh, pigment, some... Uh, Pigmentation. Yes, and I want to check, and I want to, I do a checkup, and the doctor told me now it's uh, I don't uh, get to worry. It's uh, just uh, some pigmentation regarding age, and it's not cancer. So I imagine how it's stressful when we notice some changes on our skin and. Uh, we think immediately that it's cancer, and sometimes it's not. Uh, uh, we get to be aware about uh, what is going on our body, our skin, and at the same time, not to, to stress ourselves before checking. It's yes. good to check, to understand what is going, and not to think immediately that it's cancer, because for me, when I notice this pigmentation, I start to think about cancer. I uh, do a lot of research on uh, internet. And between my discovery uh, to meet the doctor, I could not stop thinking about it. And it was uh, so stressful. That's why I wanted to talk about it uh, because for in my case, it was not a problem. It was just uh, because I'm aging. Uh, it's normal. Uh, my skin uh, starts to have some pigmentation, uh, and it was not a problem at all. Uh, that's why I wanted to talk about it to not stress yourself if there is something. Check out, check before, and uh, uh, keep cold because. Uh, Stress can cause uh, other problems. Stress can cause pigmentation. It is one of the reasons of getting pigmentation. Uh, stress induces those hormones in the body that are related to emergency. Like mm. uh, uh, there is a hormone, it, it's called adrenaline, that is uh, released in the body in any kinds of stress situation, emergency situation. So same like this, there is a hormone, it's called uh, it's cortisol. Cortisol causes pigmentation, increased melanin production, and uh, it causes darkening of the skin. The same thing is with estrogen levels. Excessive estrogen levels, they can cause pigmentation. So Yeah, and uh, I agree with you because I learned recently that uh, the change of uh, our hair is due to stress. There is two kinds. There is uh, which is normal because we are aging. But if it uh, happens suddenly with uh, a great change, uh, uh, for example, in uh, eye brow, extra, it can be due to stress. There are many factors for, uh, there are, as I said, there are not a single factor that determines whether something is going to happen in one day or two day. But there are some, the factors, they pile up, like one, two, three, four, five, they add up with uh, the things that are going on. If a person is having nutritional deficiencies, like if a woman, she is having uh, her hormonal issues, there is some disturbed uh, menstruation, it, it is added up with reduced hemoglobin in her body, she is stressed, she has a very busy work schedule. She is not taking her vitamins. Her vitamin D level is less. And uh, she is exposed to warm weather most of the time, warm work environment. She is not wearing proper uh, work clothes that are appropriate for her skin type. If she is wearing inappropriate size bra, all these factors, they contribute to skin changes as well as 
damage to the skin or overall body and uh, there are a couple of factors that are very important for every female to learn one is posture correction sitting and standing posture it contributes a lot to the health of the muscles of the chest of the breast of the back and the neck of course yeah if a female she is uh, doing a study or working a desk job or whatever but her back is not supported she is sitting with a bent back mm, it's like not... a hump yeah it it's... is very bad because due to the effect of the gravity all the secretions of the blood they are pulled inside the breast in the lower part and if she is wearing a bra that is compressing the breast all the time for six mm -hmm. to eight hours like any push-up bra or any bra with wire and hard cup or any uh, bra type that is not supportive enough then it will cause compression and also there is pooling mm -hmm. these both factors combined they will cause cellular damage if this is discontinuous for a prolonged period of time. The same thing happens that the circulation is disturbed due to the pooling effect. But normally the drainage of the lymphatics and the uh, ducts and the blood flow, it is all supported by the movement of the muscles. Like if during this muscle, this like a combing movement, mm. if it's combing and there's shoulder movement, she's doing household work and all that, all the time that this muscle is used, it is causing the blood flow to circulate properly, the lymphatic to go around in the proper direction because lymphatic and the blood flow is against the gravity. It is going upward. Gravity is pulling it downward. So all these factors, they contribute to damage to the skin, to the inner glands, tissues, ducts, muscles, ligaments. These factors contribute to premature sagging. Sagging is the weakness of the muscles and the uh, skin and the ligaments that hold the breast in its place. So if any female who is not taking her uh, supplements, her routine is disturbed, her diet is disturbed, she is not resting properly, all these hormonal acquired factors, they lead to damage not only to the health, but also the skin and the cosmetic issue definitely arises that she will look older, she will feel older, and she will have skin changes that can, that should have happened in the late 40s or 50s. They will start happening in the 20s. So it it's all too, depends on the self-care. It's too early. It's too early just mm -hmm. because she was not caring for her skin. Her <laughs> posture was uh, incorrect. Her uh, She was not wearing the appropriate size, support, and type of bra. She was not using the appropriate cosmetics. She was not mm -hmm. using the moisturizer properly. Yeah. All these factors, they pile up. They combine one, one, one. So they so, all add up. Yeah, uh, it's uh, so important to focus on these things. And uh, uh, I'm curious to know if there is um, uh, some nutrient, uh, some food, something to... Uh, to introduce in uh, daily routine to prevent uh, breast cancer? There are few foods uh, that are linked with the uh, increased risk of developing cancer. One most important food item that is there in loads of amounts and that is too much dangerous, that is sugars. Yeah. Sugars yeah. are nice. very dangerous. Mm. In small amount, in routine use, small amount of sugar that's fine to use and can be used on daily basis. Any female, any growing age or old age, they can use. But as its amount increases in body, in the daily diet. And I think not... daily products as well. Everything has to be in balance. Like yeah. water is water is life. But if you drink too much water, it is damaging. Yeah, <laughs> so everything has to be in its proper place, proper quantity, and proper usage according to the daily routine. Like, there's one concept that one should drink six glasses of water daily. Mm -hmm. That's six to eight glasses of water daily. That can be uh, something that is good for you, that you are living in a place that is not too hot, that has a normal weather. But if a person like me or any female who is living in a place where the temperature is 45 to 47 degrees Celsius. 
for her sex class is very less she needs to increase her daily requirement according to her work her workplace her home place her daily routine like if she is active she may need 12 to 18 glass of water daily so there are no absolutes we should not uh, label that uh, this should be done and this is all right no everybody is different everybody needs to learn what is good for her health her body her needs and also yes and also lifestyle uh, for those who uh, spend a lot of time in uh, um, without moving their body so it's uh, good to mention uh, that moving our body is uh, necessary uh, to do workout to move our body to do something for our health there are a couple of exercises that every female should do even in her teenage and later life there are a couple of exercises that can help in improving overall circulation of the breast, overall muscle tone of the breast, like one is the combing movement, this mm. movement. This helps this uh, strengthen this whole area, this part and the upper chest. It is strengthened. It helps in this. Secondly is the posture correction. The back should be supported whenever she is working. Okay. The neck should not be like this all the time because it puts a lot of pressure on the muscles. Mm. The second exercise that any female can do is pressing against the wall, like pushing against the wall and doing push-ups, mm. like style like this, the wall press. That helps in strengthening these muscles a lot. And this helps in circulation, proper circulation, proper strengthening of the muscles. And also it uh, reduces the stress on the muscles also. That and what do you think? What do you think about standing against the wall? That helps in the posture correction. Yeah. Like the back sure. is supported. Anything that keeps the body in its proper normal routine position and helps it to maintain a normal posture, that is helpful. So mm -hmm. there are specific massages for the breast that are very important, especially in the growing female to attain a normal breast size, proper shape, proper skin texture in the 20s and the 30s, in the 40s onwards. These massages help in the lymphatic drainage because the lymph, if it is not uh, properly drained, lymph contains dead cells, toxin cells. These cells need to be removed from the body. Mm. And in this case, from the breast tissue, if they are not drained properly, it leads to the pooling of uh, these, these lymphatics and it causes pain in this area. So massages are very important. There are different kinds of massages. Some help in circulation, some help in drainage, some help in strengthening skin, some help in, in the growth of the breast. Like if in, in the teenage, if the growth is not appropriate, there are massages that help in breast growth also, improving the circulation, skin texture, they help. So there are many things that uh, can be done to improve the overall condition and well-being. The same thing is with, with the nipple skin. In the overall breast skin and overall breast health, the nipple skin and the nipple skin texture and its uh, its gland that surround the nipple, they are very important. They should be cared a lot because any damage to these, this skin area, these glands, these ducts that open in the nipple and the surrounding area, it can lead to infection in the breast. Mm. That's why nipple examination is very important. It's so uh, important. Uh, thank you to, for highlighting this. So now I'm, uh, I want you to talk about someone who has already uh, this problem. For example, someone who take off breast, uh, her breast, for example. And what are your advice for women who uh, unfortunately uh, was dealing with this and uh, now maybe they are in the second phase of curing themselves and uh, uh, is there a hope to have uh, their health again or there are something to pay attention to and uh, you can help with uh, that uh, that is called mastectomy that operation that removal mm. of the breast is called mastectomy so in the mastectomy mostly the breast the any part of the breast the fats they are removed in some cases the skin is mostly intact but the nipple area it is removed and the lymph glands are removed 
So if the lymph glands are removed in small amount, there are few lymph glands removed, then it is not a problem usually. But if a lot of them are removed and after the radiotherapy, the lymphatic ducts, they are blocked and damaged. So there is a lot of chance that she will have swelling in the arms. This area can be swelling because the lymph is not drained properly. So uh, exercises, gen uh, general body overall exercises and exercise of the muscles in this part of the body, it is very important. If she is in the habit of doing exercises, it will help her regain her strength easily. Mm. Secondly is this combing movement. This movement helps facilitate in the drainage of the lymphatics that whichever are present, it keeps them intact and help in the drainage. The third thing is eat healthy food. Mm. Healthy food should comprise of vegetables, fruits, fiber-rich diet, uh, little or no sugars, Mm. Very small small amount of uh, oil. Oil is important component of the diet. It should be included, but oil in small amount. Not, which, which, uh, which kind of oil? Olive oil or avocado? Olive oil, it, olive oil is not for the deep frying or the extra extreme heat cooking. Mm. It is not suitable because its uh, benefit is lost if it is uh, warmed or it is too hot. It is good for seasoning, it is good for dressing, it is good for mild cooking. Olive oil is good, avocado oil can be used. Uh, basically any oil that can be used but in small amount. Mm. Fried food should be avoided, salty food should be avoided. Too much salt, preserved food, that is very bad. Mm. Canned preserved food, it is rich in salt, in acids, in preservatives, that is a bad thing. Vegetables, they are very good because they have a tendency, alkaline tendency. So it helps in reducing the stress on the body. Fruits, but uh, there are some kind of, some fruits, some food items that have estrogen-like properties. So they should be avoided if somebody has estrogen receptor positive tumor. If it was estrogen positive tumor, then certain food items should be reduced or avoided like uh, apple, uh, the sunflower seed, fennel, cucumber, ginger, they are, they have estrogenic properties so they should be avoided in, in by any female who has estrogen receptor positive cancer. So there are dietary changes that everybody needs to learn about her own body that are specific for her. Same is with the lifestyle routine. If anyone had this mastectomy, Simple exercises, moving around in the home, not sitting around too much, and also weight gain, excessive weight gain should be avoided and prevented because mm. it will ultimately lead to different complications. I feel your passion about uh, this uh, topic. So uh, it's amazing to have you today to talk about this uh, serious uh, problem for uh, health, uh, for women health. And uh, now I'm curious and I would love to know why did you choose uh, what you are doing as uh, uh, because you are ultrasound specialist? Why this speciality? What pushed you to do this? Because, uh, of course, it's uh, very important to have uh, uh, to have you uh, to help women. But sometimes uh, we can be specialized uh, in something because there is something happened. So I'm curious, why did you choose this uh, specialty? Actually, uh, I chose this specialty before something happening. But uh, there are, uh, there are uh, women in my family, in my close friend circle who have breast cancer, who have recovered from this. They are having a healthy life now but they had to suffer a lot because wow. this this is a disease that definitely affects your mind your body your whole uh, support system your family friends so it involves a lot of effort by every one of them but the most important is the patient herself so there are cases in my family but uh, before that uh, i did my uh, mphil qualification in this uh, this was uh, my uh, research thesis on 
obstetrical and gynecological ultrasound. I started doing uh, this ultrasound practice in my hometown. It is a small city and it is uh, the, uh, you can say, border area of three provinces, as in, in USA, it's the states, here it's a province. So three Congratulations. provinces. Congratulations. Congratulations. We are... Uh... <laughs> Serving a lot, you are you are helping a lot of women to. So to from a couple of years, I started uh, doing proper uh, this breast cancer awareness campaign in my locality, surrounding area, on social media, and from last year, I started this organization campaign where uh, I'm having a website that is fully informative. It is open for everyone. Full resource for. Breast yes. health and cancer awareness. Yes, uh, it is a free resource. It is in in uh, available in English version and also in my uh, my country's language Urdu. So anyone from my country and even abroad, anyone can use it. It is a free resource. Anyone has access to all the information regarding breast health, breast cancer. So this was an initiative that I took for everyone, and uh, there were a lot of inquiries that they want one-on-one -on -one sessions coaching sessions for their own health, like anyone who is apprehensive about her breast health, she has a family history, or even without history, due to her lifestyle and her health issues, she wants to know about her breast health, how she can care about it. So mm. I started one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions also. So right. its website will be ready in a couple of days, I'll share with you. So anyone can uh, join that one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching session also. So it is all about uh, options that everyone should have all the necessary resource, available uh, information that anyone can learn. If they want, they can have a group session or a one-on-one -one session. Yes, and of course, your goal is to spread awareness about this uh, health problem. Yes, definitely, because only by awareness we can reduce uh, this problem. We cannot avoid it, but we can detect it early. It is right. a lifesaver. It is a saver for her own family, her support system. Her uh, economical budget can be reduced if it is diagnosed early, treated early. And mm -hmm. also, it uh, contributes to saving a lot of health budget on the state of the country. Because mm -hmm. as many women are diagnosed early, the uh, insurance budget, the whole healthcare system budget that can be allocated to other resources also. Exactly. So we need to prioritize our health and also channelize it in the proper way. So that's yeah. the thing that everybody can contribute to their own uh, health, their own support system, their family, and definitely to their own country. For sure, for sure, we are we are responsible for our health and uh, be aware of uh, all what we can uh, do uh, to prevent uh, problems. Where it's uh, interesting to know it. Yes, there is a lot to learn. Even daily, I'm learning new things yeah. and trying to uh, pass it on. So any life saved is a precious life. Exact. I totally agree. So uh, I loved uh, hearing you talking about this and uh, it was uh, so important for uh, my listener to all those who will uh, listen to this episode. Uh, it was really very informative and uh, we learned a lot and now uh, we can uh, do some tests uh, by ourselves uh, to try to know if everything is okay or uh, uh, you we can check with the doctor of course to to see if there is something or not so yes, thank sure. you so much for uh, bringing your wisdom your knowledge your uh, awareness and uh, share it with my audience thank you so much for being uh, here Most today I hope that you have learned a lot from this episode from Dr. Jawad Mustafa. He shared his knowledge, his expertise and awareness. And I hope that now you know uh, all the things that you can uh, do uh, or you can advise your daughters, your 
the girls you know in your family to pay attention to their uh, health, uh, also their lifestyle, because as you listened, uh, sometimes it's due to our lifestyle, our nutrition, uh, how we um, deal with our stress, etc. And also the clothes we wear. There are a lot of things. Uh, it was uh, so important to, to talk about uh, uh, this health problem. And uh, of course, you can uh, join him to learn from him more. And I think this episode uh, was uh, uh, already very helpful to gain awareness about uh, the importance uh, of uh, knowing the things that we can uh, pay attention to to avoid uh, breast health problems so thank you so much for listening and uh, you can uh, join me uh, to talk about uh, any health problem uh, that you want to share with my audience uh, please uh, share this episode. You can help uh, a lot of uh, women, especially girls, because as uh, he mentioned, it's due to our lifestyle, our nutrition, our stress level, uh, the clothes we wear, the cosmetic we put on. So it's so important to spread awareness. Thank you so much for sharing. And uh, don't uh, forget to subscribe to listen to the upcoming episodes thank you so much for listening stay tuned i will see you in the next episode